okay so for for me um and i don't know i'm i we're gonna see if, if, if this stays in in the episode or not i may just cut this whole part out but for me um interestingly enough this week <laughs> i i um i matched i matched someone on tinder so she she used so she is 40 actually I'm, you know i'm not gonna say her age but basically she is nine years off of the age that she posted so like she posted one age but she's actually nine years older um and you know her pictures and her name which i'm i'm assuming is her actual name but like you know and i'm like okay like i'm going to assume that this is the, the person so we got to talking and this is like our first like really like ser- actual serious conversation so I, I tend I, I we come to find out that she is married and I was like oh okay so um and and the, the problem is I'm like hey that's one of my big like red flags I was like you know I I'm adult, like adultery I'm I, I try my absolute best to like never get close to it honestly it just, but sometimes you find out, I kid you not, after the fact, uh, moments before, like, just like, cra- like at crazy, yeah, yeah, crazy situation, like at crazy junctures in um, whether it's the romance or the seduction. But um, she, she said to me, because I said, I said, look, um, you've obviously been to like in something that's, that's meaningful or else like, why would you still be in it? So she said that she just the it, it basically the the the, it, the sex like the the passion in it just wasn't there that's what it, it ultimately came down to and she had already she said she said she had already quote stepped out um before right so she, she she's really struggling with the the karma the karmic um consequences because because i said like what would put you in this position um and it just came down to the fact that like she's doing all of this to like look beautiful and like be beautiful and like she's basically not having sex so like to her um and and I understand just the way society is structured and the fact that the obstacles to 100% monogamy are different now than they were um 100 years ago and even like 10 20 years ago but um, in my understanding of human beings, it just struck me as as weird that you can get to this point and then kind of like, because she, she, I was like, look, well, I like adultery. I'm just, if you get a divorce, that's one thing. She's like, he's like, he wouldn't allow for that. So I was like, oh, okay, so you're still married and like, you're not even like officially potentially separated. She's like, no, she's like she doesn't live with him. Wow. And I, like, yes, and that like that I've been um, put in in that situation before, where I'm like, oh wait a second, so you're married? Well, yeah, and then there's the but, and I'm like, man, and like this this one in particular like has. She has kids with him. I mean, like you're probably going to hell if not. 
So I mean, you might have a, that's, you might have a good well, time until then. It's not gonna stay in the. <laughs> I just, I but like you have to understand, like this, this one is, made the this one made the okay, cut. I'll be, I'll be honest, I'll be honest. This <laughs> this person is like fifty. <laughs> this person's fifty. Wow. This person's fifty though. How wide is your range on Tinder? Man, it's bro, it's wide. eighteen to fifty. No, man. She said, she said she lied too. She lied, right? So his. So she put, like, yeah, like, I mean, still 40s, but like, I was like, yo, yeah, okay, cool, 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 whatever, whatever. But, um, yeah, it's just interesting, man. You, you learn so much from human beings. Well, you learn. Just, just also remember, Craig, that I mean, sometimes, like you said, right? You find out that these, um, that certain people, their, their love life fizzles out. And, um, you know, who knows why that is? I can tell you this, that as a... She said, said, quote, she just wants to be kissed passionately. Exactly. exactly. I was like, what? She's like, I don't... She's like, I'm not not asking for much. I'm really not. I'm actually really not. I just want to be kissed with passion before I die. It's basically... Kevin Samuels also said the number one reason he talks to women who find out they cheat is because they're bored intimately. He says that's the number one reason why why women cheat in in their relationships and in their marriages. And I was like, yo, that makes sense because if you just go through and you're married for 20, 30 years and the man just gets like used to his woman and like, you know, is addicted to pornography and fantasizes about all these other women and everything, yeah, that woman might not have been touched for like years, right? So, so for her saying she wants to be but kissed then, but passionately, the, but, but <laughs> so then the next so... thing is like if you matched with her, she like she must be pretty good for fifty. Yeah, bro. What do you mean? The like the picture was she she does she does like, she does like, okay. I didn't even know this was a thing, but like you can put like red like I think it's like red light on your face so that like. It increases like the like the collagen. I was like, "What?" Thank Yo, God she got money too. I, listen, bro. Damn. I was like, "Thank no, no, no." But I was like, "Thank God, I have preferential genetics." So like, I'm gonna age well. Like, I'll, I'll unless I go, like on, knock on wood. What, 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 what I, I don't want to reveal the ethnicity just in case this is a public episode. I don't like. I, I don't want her. I yeah, we talk about red light. So who uses red light? Listen, women will Nothing put in work to look good. And that's the problem. Like she, she works out. Like she does. Like she works out six days a week. Uh, okay. You know, she she wow. she wants to look good. She wants to be beautiful for someone. And like she's just this like, look. I don't even know. Who knows if he's playing around? Maybe this, he's. This but is then, not but, I mean, he's joking around. Like he's not. He's no, not giving no, her that passion. No, bro. Because at <laughs> some point in time, you and don't you and your woman become you become friends, bro. You become you just like this person's company. So it's not like because a, a man's sex drive will go down, right? A man, as you as you age, that he can't handle it. Like, what's going on? No, yo? it's just. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, it's getting too fit for him, yo. Man, I said, know, yo, bro. I can't, I, I can't handle that, yo. I don't, me, I don't know, man. Well, Maybe what's the reasonable times for like a man to ask his partner or his wife for sex a week? One, right? Three I'm times, five times, times, like how, how much a week? I'm it saying at least two to three. Depends on the I, man. What, two, to, two, to three? two to three times a week for sure. Man. 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 It depends on the man, yo. 
and how much <laughs> you're working, yo. Listen, man, let me tell you something. And first of all, he's fat and he can't handle it, yo. First of all, first of all, like sometimes, right? If you ask someone, I what they want, it was 10K jugs. Because, yo, at some point, right? At some point, physically, it's not yeah. about that anymore. Oh, that that you, you, I don't know. No, you, have like, kids, you have kids at 50, bro. At 50, it can't, like, it can't still be about that. It's just like, I just like this person. Like, I like Yo, their company. I know a guy that actually, he had a, he's 55. They just had a kid, and but the girl has to be in her 30s, man. And he's happy, but I'm, like, I'm looking at this guy, and I'm like, bro, like, how are you going to keep up with that kid when the kid's, like, teen? Is he previously That's divorced? Don't worry, man. That's not his is worry. He, uh, is he... I think he was. I don't think this is his first woman. I think he was with... He has other kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, kids. yeah. Okay, so... He has other kids. But I mean, he still... I think he says he goes to the gym and stuff, and he used to ball back in the day, but I really don't know how fit he is now. I know he lost a ton of weight the last, like, six months, but I don't know if he's in shape to, like... If he's going to be in shape, like, 20 years from now to keep up with this kid. Because listen, listen man, it's that much in six months, like he must be working towards something. So maybe he's looking in the long term. He's like, yo, by the time yeah, he he almost, five, yeah, that, yeah, like down. a heart. His heart stopped like two years ago, right? So listen, so stop, stop trying to see one more time. Then listen, stop trying to put old like, guys. Listen up, stop trying to put old guys into this into this like this, this <laughs> thought pattern. The thought pattern that, uh, that that there's no more sexual tension. As a matter of fact, when uh, when you look up statistics and you do study on this type of work, the reality is is that 70% of people who are over 65 are still very very uh, uh, passionately and uh, still in uh, involve themselves in sexual activity. Who are they polling, man? Like, 70%. Well, 70 that's when they poll those things, man. These, polling, these like, are these are people polls that did. No man, these are polls. These are polls from people who have done a significant amount of, of study when it comes down to this type of thing. Even in, um, even uh, for people who live in assisted living, seventy percent of the people who live in assisted living, you'd be surprised to know how many relationships take place behind closed doors in an assisted living environment. So I've heard that too. I I it's heard quite, that one of the highest extent for STDs and STIs, right? right? I, I, With chlamydia, what? chlamydia rampant. No, that is not. I don't know. About, I don't know about I that. Even, I, I didn't hear I anything even, about that. I didn't even know there was sex going on in like yeah, older, so, old like homes for older so, people. Like so, like, like so, like when I'm in a relationship with Sean Paul for ten. 25 years how much sex can i expect to have like, yeah bro that depends on it, it totally depends on what you do it's as an individual her, right? making her making her feel like, like 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 she's so wanted we have to remember it's not uncommon how many dates a week i have to do it's not uncommon <laughs> bro, at all. Okay. You know, once a week once every Man, two weeks whatever really it's people don't do nothing together that's what a date night is it's just spending time with one another some people are just it's working not, like fiends, buddy. It, it, it is it not uncommon. 
as you guys already know, it's not uncommon for older women to get with younger men, for older men to get with younger women. It's not uncommon because what ends up happening is, is that whatever relationship they were in before, sadly, it fizzled out. Now, why did that happen? I can be very honest with you. When it comes down to, to young men who first get involved in relationships, once they start having a child, what happens is, is that a lot of the times is that their mind is consumed with the hustle because they want to take care of their family. Yeah. And sometimes what ends up happening is, is that, you know, that, that, that young, strong man who's 27, 28, 29 years old. Yeah. He's, he's definitely, you know, still in contention of, of being extremely sexually active, but sometimes his mind is just taken out of the game. And this is why it's so important that that husbands and wives and partners that you guys sit down and talk and encourage each other and let each other know that hey, what I'm not that? ignoring you. I'm but, not ignoring you. Okay, just, okay, but look, I'm just I'm just stressed out. I'm just what, over here. I'm just over there. It happens. But wait, maybe after thirty yeah, years, right? Now, we're like, about no, 40. Maybe, no, no, not no, after maybe, thirty no, no. years. No, not no, no. at all. Sometimes You're with someone for thirty years. years. That's when it's like, hey, maybe we're just better as friends. Like you know, it was a great run. It was a great run. But like, let's continue to almost like travel like i've been i've been in toronto for 30 years let me like go somewhere different um i just find with human beings it seems like you go on a good run like i'm I'm hopefully in a in a marriage like 15 20 to like 30 years but then at that point you have to decide okay since we've been in this for so long does it make sense to um to end this or should we like just continue along on our journey together since we've, we've already invested so much into e- each other and what we have. But I, I just feel like that just seems normal. That's what divorce is. It's like, hey, well, like, you know, our relationship ran its course, but like some people have figured out ways to like stay together for like 40 years, 50 years. You have, I'm, trying, you to do, to, I'm, I'm yeah. trying to do what they do. Like, what do they do? You have to remember, Craig, that that um, that in your studies, and I'm sure that you've seen this within your human studies, but in in your human studies, you recognize that in all honesty, people don't get married to just get divorced after 30 years. People don't get married to just get divorced when they get bored. People get people get married for a specific reason. And that specific reason is because they have settled it in within their mind that they want to be with this individual for the rest of their lives. That's usually why people get married. Our society today has messed that up completely. And the reason why we've messed up completely is first and foremost, men. Number one, men have actually taken their relationships and they have not walked in their role accordingly. So therefore what happens is, is that they end up looking somewhere else, stretching their, you know, th- their eyes. Is that else. biological though? Is that evolutionary and biological? It, I, I would say at this moment in time, it's behavioral. It's not biological at all. It's behavioral. The problem is, is that uh, from a behavioral perspective, if you as an individual, when you grow up in our society today, in our Western culture, what does our Western culture say about relationships? It says, you know what? Be happy. You got to search for happiness and be happy. Once that happiness is gone, you need to move on. It is obtuse. That is not how you look at relationships. It is absolutely <laughs> obtuse. And the problem is that behaviorally, the problem is, is that behaviorally, like we take that on and we say to my we say to ourselves, 
I've got to be happy. We make the relationship about me. And when well, you make about, the relationship about uh, you, yeah. what do you think you're going to do behaviorally if things don't, if things are not working to your standard? You're yeah, going to go work kind of, somewhere else. But what about you're people that bounce. feel trapped? What about people that feel trapped in relationships where they're like, okay, I want to be a, I want to be a good person and do what my social group wants me to do. I want to do okay. what my church, my family, my community wants me to do. But this is a relationship that really is not working for me. I had kids too young, or I got into this too young. Um, this person, the other, the other partner could be potentially abusive, but let's say it's a situation where the partner's not abusive. It's just, this is something I jumped again, into. Again, that's for me. Again. Um, what I would say to that is, is, is to remember, um, remember something, okay? First and foremost, I'm not saying that people don't make mistakes, but I want you to be honest about something though, Craig. Whenever people make mistakes you know like they got into it too young or they got into it with the wrong person or whatever it is the question that you also have to ask yourself is first and foremost what did you see at the very beginning of this were you warned were you encouraged hey take your time before you go jumping into the relationship what happened before all of that now does that mean that everyone is tainted with the same brush? No, not necessarily. So somebody got into a relationship, thought it was phenomenal, decided that they wanted to get married, okay? And then all of a sudden, a few years down the road, it, the, the relationship's not working out, okay? What I'm simply saying to you is, is that this is where it's behavioral. This is not where it's something just ingrained within us to just go and do whatever we feel, even though a portion of that is absolutely true because of our because of our depravity in life and because of, you know, who we think we, you know, uh, how we think we become products of our own environment. Our environment in the relationship atmosphere in today's day and age, in today's day and age basically says, listen, man, the relationship is about you and only you. And so therefore we take on selfish tendencies. Men do it, women do it. And this is where the breakdown takes place. When, once once you come to that place of it's about me, then yeah, then then you want to you you know you might want to get moving because it's not that comfortable anymore. Now that being said, you did mention something about you know well what happens if you know like there's abuse or what happens if there's no abuse but you're just bored and you're just there. well here's the question: Are you seeking help or is your help just a matter of no I'm out of here I'm done? The abuse part, yeah, you need to run for your life because sometimes that abuse part can really, 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 you know, hurt you and cause some trouble and cause some major, major, major trauma. And so, you know, the idea of trying in today's culture is very, very limited. It's not like how it used to be. And I'm not saying true, that how it true. used to be was so, better. But so our idea, perception of, of trying is, has changed. It has changed well, significantly. Well, maybe we just don't, but maybe because of the options, we just don't put up with things that we, we would have put up with a hundred years ago, two hundred years ago, twenty years ago, uh, uh, even. Well, what are like, what, what are the options? Tell me what you tell me. I think that's a false belief. I think that's a false belief. So, like, you, the, so, you have more options. You think you have more time, or you have more. Well, first and foremost, choice of the matter. Well, first and foremost, when reality is, one, is that you know, you probably already met your soulmate, and you already probably already fucked it up with them. Well, so then you have to understand where you're at and what your options are and keep them within like reason, but also well, really figure out what you want in your life. Because once you figure right. out what you want in your life, then it'll be easier to make those um, decisions to keep them in line with what's available to you. 
Well, the first option is simple. The first option is very simple. A lifetime commitment isn't that. You can sign a paper. You can do a, have a marriage. You can make a lifetime commitment. But at the end of the day, you don't, you don't have to actually commit to someone for a lifetime. In, in maybe 200, like 200 years ago, if you did that, yeah, you, you, you were stuck with that person. But now, first and foremost, if, if you make that commitment, you don't have to. You can say, look, it's not working out. But, 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 the, but is that mindset what's like deteriorating the, 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 the sacredness of marriage? Because like marriage is like is the highest honor. Like if you're marrying someone and committing to be with them, then that's like a huge honor. And that's where maybe that, you know, in our, in our society, in our, it, it's, in our it's kind of falling group. down. In our social group, but marriage actually, its foundations are contractual in nature. Like, like, no, like, I'm not trying to say it's not a sacred bond. It is. However, it was really rooted in, in uniting two um, economic interests together. Like you, you paid for a marriage to take place. It's called a dowry. We know this. And, and to be very honest, marriage is, is to some people a derivative of prostitution where it's really a, an exchange of, of, of value. Now well, we have it back from that's like evolved as... into exchanging our values, but it, marriage uh, in its, its onset was an exchange of, of value. But even to take it farther, you, you can take it from an anthological perspective where marriage was between two, like, to create bonds between different tribes to create links, right? Where it's like, you know, you, you're having these, like, oh, you'll marry my daughter from your, from, to your clan with your son, who's going to be king, so then we'll have a strong relationship between our tribes, right? So it's right, like you said, like, right. like I'll give you my daughter to marry your son so we can have peace in our land. And your daughter's like, yo, I'm not trying to marry this man. It's like, yo, you don't got a choice. It's, it's for the peace of the nation. You're going to do it. And it's even, like, arranged, yeah. even arranged marriages. I know, I know someone, actually, I know a few people that were in arranged marriages. I was like, man, but they're like, look, those, why do those tend to last longer? Because behaviorally, they take on the idea and the understanding that this arranged marriage, they're either going to work with it or they're not going to work with it. It's just like anything else. But the reality is, is that in an arranged marriage, usually, usually there there tends to be a lot of a lot of religious connotation, as Garrett was saying too. There also uh, there tends to be um, uh, sometimes it's about merging families together. It was about land back in the day, like really, really far back in the day, it was about land. But ultimately, when you go to the absolute genesis of what a marriage was meant to be, you have to, and you can only go into a biblical reference. If you try to go just only into um, a historical reference, if you only go into True. a historical reference, it's already been 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 beaten up and battered up and beaten down. And so therefore, now that you come into today's era, then yeah, obviously marriage is nothing but just putting paper to pen and that's it. But that's not what it was ultimately and originally meant for. You have to go back to its genesis it's a, to it's understand a what it was meant for. You're right. It is a religious, it is a... So, so that's it's why religious I know for or me, cultural. It's religious or cultural because yeah, that's right. You can that's say right. that religious or cultural values are based cultural. off natural laws. 
That's right. Which kind of governs people's behaviors and roles. That's correct. That's correct. So we we call it religious, but the reality was was that back in its genesis, it was really it was really theological brought into a culture. So you have to be careful because that but that's doesn't marriage not, mean merge? That's not together. religious. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it it's the coming. It's it is the marriage coming together. Merge. That's right. It's the it well it's it's the um it's the impetus of our species, right? Um, procreation and and pair bonding. Correct. It's, it's the it's the reason why we exist. So correct. Um, you know, but the it, root it, word merge to come one. To, to come yes. together to become one. Right, but for the purpose of of essentially carrying on for the most part and this is this is why like i'm, I'm saying it gets you know kind of uh wonky but for for the purpose of, of carrying on a lineage as well and and transferring um wealth and power whether it's it's material or 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 spiritual or genetic um into a lineage and, and continue to strengthen it like it's it's literally your duty to your lineage to be a part of the strengthening of of, of your, your very lineage. You're absolutely right. If you if you guys remember last week when I was telling you guys, you know why one of the why one of the um, the girls in Atlanta when I was living down down south, why they were angry with me uh, in the fact that I'd married a white woman. One of their number one reasons was think about you know why aren't you helping to expand the black culture? It was incredible. Like th those were some of the things that they totally tossed at me and attacked me with to say, man, here you I will are say this. mixing culture as opposed to doing your duty as a black man and extending our culture. For the purpose of argument, it can be argued that um, if you look at the world, and this is on the basis of the ISIS papers, but if you look at the world, the number one governing force um, at the highest level that we can observe, if you're not going into the spiritual realm, essentially is, is is white supremacy, right? We are governed by, um, in its root, sort of a, a, a white supremacist set of principles, um, including but not limited to, you know, capitalism and the way that our society is structured. At the end of the day, it's white guys, it's whiteness that makes the final call. Like what's, um, like how we should move forward as a, as a society. And the problem is, when everything is, is governed in that sense, you have to look at what is the biggest threat to continued white supremacist dominance on a, especially on a genetic level. And um, some have argued, right? And, and they, they say that the majority of the world in 2050 um, and beyond will look like um, Garrett and, and like Ameris and, and sorry, I shouldn't say the kids' names on air, but um, the, the, like will look like your children. And right, right. You know what I'm saying? So it can be argued that actually by, by merging the, the, the gene pools, um, you are actually re-strengthening them. I wouldn't necessarily, like, I would have to argue that with someone who is open to those kind of arguments. And usually I'd shut my mouth. But technically speaking, you can argue that, well, if you're fighting the number one terror um, for our species, which tends to be white supremacy, um, Essentially, by by procreating with them, um, you're creating bonds you with with their like. I'm serious. You're creating bonds with their their um, essentially their genetic group. 
So you're you're, you're, you're changing the, the you're changing the way that people look at black people and blackness, um, typically for the better. And, and that's the problem. If you look at the, the power structure right now, it's really white people against white people fighting because there are the white people that are now like so connected to um, blackness or like the, the liberation struggle that they're like, look, like certain things that used to be acceptable are no longer acceptable. And they're actually primarily fighting white people who are like, no, like we should continue to uphold certain practices and beliefs. So, it, you know, it, in, in, in that sense, I, I think it is worth arguing. Um, I'm not saying that that's something I'm going to do physically, but I think it, it is worth noting that by expanding um, black genetics into um, essentially white genetic circles, um, you're actually combating the white supremacist belief of no race mixing in well, order to preserve. It's interesting that you say that because um, my family and I, we were having, especially during this Black History Month, we were having this conversation. And many of you guys know that uh, the twins are much darker than, um, than, the, uh, than my first two. And what's interesting is that we were sitting back and we were saying, if we lived the same way, okay, if, if we were in this situation way back, you know, in, uh, in, in the 40s and whatnot, in the 30s, I, I, I told these girls, I, and I told Markel too, I said, listen, I said, first and foremost, daddy here would have been beaten within an inch of his life for messing with mommy. That's number one. Okay. <laughs> oh, you would have been killed. You would have been killed. Exactly. You would have, you would have all, been killed. Second of all, second of all, the children themselves would have been taken into, they would have been taken into that family. Um, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Carissa would have been, you know, in a little bit of trouble, you know, maybe daddy would have gotten a little bit upset, but at the end of the day, they would have taken those children in and they would have still done the best that they could with those children because the fact that those children belong to Carissa, who's white, they would definitely sit back and say, okay, well, uh, we're going to offer some, some good stuff to these mixed children, but, you know, they're definitely not going to be treated like, you know, like the child who is straight black because I would have been, you know, booted out of the system or booted out of the picture a long time ago because of what, you know, what I did to mom. So, you know, it's very interesting because I think that that does kind of piggyback on what you're saying where, you know, you, you, you try to inject this, this black uh, culture into this white culture. It's very interesting that you say that because at the end of the day, even those even those white people are going to take in these children and do their best to raise them like their own, even though there would be some embarrassment uh, back in those back in you know the forties and the fifties. Right, because the, like the majority, of, like so, the majority of the world is non-white, but the system that governs the world, um, the buck stops with white people. Whether no matter what, whether you believe um, a religious explanation to the global world order or you believe in a, a financial explanation to the global world order, at the top of the power hierarchy is, is white people. And- um, White families, I, yeah. Right, you get what I'm saying? So yep. Yep. The, the biggest threat to the preservation of that way of life is A, for, for biologically their ranks to become, I guess some people may argue uh, diluted um, but that you got like that's how pair bonding and kin selection works, where like 
certain groups don't want the dilution of their their pool however some people argue that the only way the only way to sort of bridge the gap with other groups is to connect meaningfully so i don't know it's very it, it, it's very interesting because then some people argue that like really successful um standout black men or black women particularly will procreate with white people but then they, their offspring um based on a, so, uh, a more Eurocentric and, and perhaps um, white supremacist influenced view of beauty will then procreate back um, into the, the white, um, the, the less diluted white gene pool to the point where, you know, the, the, the offspring are essentially back to, to, to being white, although not knowing, potentially not knowing that they, they do have black relatives. How would you explain the uh, the taskmaster who was raping black women and and those black women were having mixed children? When was that? Oh man, so so yes. So let's spread out the conversation. Let's spread out the conversation and let's let Tyrone and Sylvester just start off this topic. <laughs> Are you listening? What are you on? <laughs> <laughs> Like, what are you guys? Or even you, Mark. Yo, what's the question, man? Like, the question was, um, the question was how, like, based on what Craig was saying, if you now reverse the role where you've got the, you know, back in the 40s, you had the taskmasters, okay? Uh, they were uh, raping. Taskmasters? And, and Who, who's that? Like, like the, the, um, the, the taskmasters, the ones who, who own the slaves. Okay, they were the so ones, they, they were all, what do you say about the fact that they, some of them, like the taskmasters themselves, were raping the black women, causing these black women to have mixed children, right? And then they would take those children, right? The only thing they were allowed to do was they were allowed to maybe help with the feeding of those children because you had to nurse them. But then, you know, I mean, so what happens there? I mean, I'm just kind of wondering, you know, how do you view that? Because it's one way for the Blacks to infiltrate into the Whites. But what happens Definitely when the was, Whites was, now was... infiltrate into the Blacks? It's all, like, that's terrible. Like, I wouldn't say it's all terrible. I'd say that's, that's, that's torture. Like, um, a lot of those, a lot of those men, um, taskmasters we want to say they they weren't even sleeping with their wives a lot of times their wives were like stuff they didn't touch like and they just got their sex from the black women I, i'm right so look that's well how else would you um so this is what they don't talk about in black history Mom. that's right how how else would you maintain dominance over another group and unfortunately human beings particularly men have an incredible propensity for violence so if you go all the way back to, to Genghis Khan, a conquered people were raped. They were, they, were, they were raped and inseminated with the blood of their conquerors, right? And separated from their families. Right, particularly to continue to, to, to dominate them and force them into a, a position of submission. So, so naturally, um, that practice would find its way into slavery. Um, because even though that we as Blacks have recent, the most recent 
uh, mass slavery, uh, humanity, human beings have have sort of enslaved one another. But but ours is is so still present that it sparked outrage around the world because it, it, it's it's still happening, although it's it's not necessarily legalized. And and there are creative ways to continue the practice of dominating a people. So, but this is the problem: the black genes, right? Gen genetically, whether the sex itself was consensual, genetically, the 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 black genes. Sly, you're gonna have to mute yourself because, like, it, it's just fuzzy. So, Craig, I have one question. Have you uh, got to the ISIS Papers essay called The Motherfucker and the language of I, the motherfucker? I, I, I think that's the one I'm about to start today, actually. Ooh, man. I that's think that's a crazy the one topic I'm... just on what you spoke of. I don't want to ruin it for you, but... But, but because um, even, even you have to look at... Grant like, so Wellington, like, fly, bro, the doctor, she actually kind of... She kind of... Uh, I had the whole do that. that. Yeah, G, can Doctor, you mute Sly? I did. Well, I, I tried to. <laughs> Let's mute it now. Okay, perfect. But, uh, so, yeah. yeah, that next essay is super deep because, yeah, she says the same way. The number one way to dominate someone is through sexual violence and aggression. That's why the slave masters, not only would they rape the black woman, they would rape the black man. The black man, yes, they would. Yes, they would. They would the, the biggest one, and and they would do it um in public, right? They like these these are the, the inconvenient truths about Black history, um which is uh, you know world history, which is which is human history, um that they don't tell you about. And and the the problem is though with there's an interesting dilemma with blackness. The black genes are are genetically dominant. Right, like you, you have to consistently procreate with with black people in order for the offspring to to not embody black characteristics, particularly the 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 pigmentation of this of the skin. So yes, that's how they dominate. That's literally what they did. That's what slavery is. People don't like people are like get over slavery. I'm like get over what, bro? Like, do you even know what happened? You ignorant fuck. Oh, like slavery happened so long ago. They're still complaining. I'm like, yeah, because this we're is what it's led to today. Yeah, we're still this living. Is, this, like, you know, they used to put like babies, they used to dig a hole and put like a baby in the hole and then cover up the hole and just kick the head until the head came off. It was a game. It was a game. They, they used to make, they used to make black men just fight each other to the death. And it happened, don't get me wrong, it's happened in other societies, but you know, be, be, used to be a sport, it, right? So, so we have to sort of try to combat these things and and you know ensure that they don't yeah. reoccur. Re uh, Whose phone is that? Is it mine? I think it slides, but he was trying to say something. Sorry, slide. Try again. Okay, sorry. I don't I get, yeah, I don't know. Maybe like, maybe like, like exit the conversation and rejoin again. Yeah, he's trying. He's trying to get in. Okay, okay, okay. But but yeah, so it it's I don't know. Gee, it's it's 
that's exactly what it is, right? Like, how can you maintain dominance? Um, some people will argue that that kind of thing, you know, in certain countries, and because this is public, I don't want the backlash, but some people argue that kind of thing is happening right now, and we all know about it. But it's it's for different, slightly different reasons. But yeah, it, it you know, that that is the the sad part of our history. But, you know, to inherently see... Sly, you might have to sit this one out. <laughs> yeah, bro, your audio is so bad. We have no idea what you're saying. It's not, I'll, I'll reenact it. This is what you sound like. <laughs> like, bro, like, it just, it sounds like static interference, bro. Just, yeah, sorry, bro. Maybe move to a different area or something. I don't know. But, um, you know, because Black History Month is coming to an end, isn't it our duty to do our best to, like, carry on um, the efforts of our ancestors and the people that, like, survived unimaginable cruelty to get us to this position, to, like, sort of carry on their efforts to, to create a world with, with equity and equality? Absolutely, 100%. So, you know, what people don't realize is, and I think, um, like, Malcolm realized this at the end of um, his time here, but, like, it still will be a collaborative effort, right? It, it will still be a collaborative effort with, with particularly white people, but it's hard to collaborate with people that are more interested in contributing to a system that is designed to destroy you. And that's the thing where you look at sexuality, you look at culture, you look at the way that like, you know, we, we sell images of, of, of black women being property. Good Lord. It sucks, man, because he really wants to be on this conversation, but like, he's basically on this combo for comic relief today like i just i'm sorry man okay he's gonna try again but like i don't know he has to move to a different area because this is a good combo but yeah man like y'all don't ever see that or feel that like society is, is set up to destroy you particularly as a black man because i look at some stuff and i'm like man this is suspicious like this feels like a setup and even like the, the things that we are rewarded for being, I'm like, hmm, hmm. You know, slavery, like some people say that mental slavery is the worst kind of all, right? And, and I think that's what Black History Month should kind of like, like what are we doing to, to you know, in relativity of our history to, to sort of be in a better position? And um, what do you guys think? I want to say, like, I feel like this show, right, where we can kind of share idea and perspective is 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 pretty solid, man. Because you know, it, it would be weird to not think about things like this as a as a as a black person. And there's there's so many like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's tough out here sometimes. Life is tough, man. You're right for everyone. That is true. 
That is true. You're right. You're right. So harder for some people than some, but I mean, life, life is tough. Life ain't gonna be no better roses. You're right, man. That that that's a hundred percent. Um, but I, I don't know, man. I I think I I I'm enjoy, I'm enjoying collaborative efforts like like this. Um, you know, they say they say collaboration is is better than than competition. Um, although like competition.